This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. And good evening, everyone. Once again, this is Bryce Kendrick filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver, on Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, Cecil Ison and the staff here at Ison's Family Pizza, also Gary. Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. We have a full show for you tonight. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to bring you actually audio from Friday night's girls basketball championship game in the postgame show. We had a chance to talk with South Ripley head coach Matt McNew and one of his seniors, Gracie Gunner. So that'll be segment number two. Segment number three, Coach Aaron Garrett will be stopping by to talk Batesville boys basketball and their two games in the Ripley County Tournament. And then to close things out, we'll uh, bring in Clint Bowman who uh, his Eagles captured uh, the school's first Ripley County Championship in 15 years. Last one in 2007. They did get the big W on Saturday night. But we step away from the Ripley County Tournament and right now talking uh, a, a team that's playing some awfully good basketball right now. David Disbro, head coach of the East Central Trojans, is with us. Good evening, Coach. How are you? We, it's, we're doing real well. Well. I would say you're doing real yeah. well, sitting at 9-1 on the season right now. And uh, just looking at the at the schedule, I mean, the last time we talked was after your first weekend. You played Milan and Northwest. Uh, had a couple of tough games against LaSalle and Jennings County. And, and uh, just we get to see Jennings County on Wednesday night, and you had a chance to see them in person. That's That Panther team's pretty darn good. Really good. Really, 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 good. really good. I, I, I really like that team. Um, they've got a couple really nice players. And, and to be completely honest, I thought we had had a, a good week of practice leading up to that game and had a decent plan. Uh-huh. Um, there were a couple things that happened early where we thought we had a steal and instead we had a foul. We got a guy taking a shot that we wanted to have taken a shot and we didn't get enough. We didn't get the defensive rebound. Right. And then, um, as you can tell by us scoring 19 points, uh, we could not put it in the hole at all that night. So um, it was a tough night for us, but um, I think. Probably, you know, playing good teams like that right. makes you better. And we had to go over there, and we'd had such a good battle with them last year. Um, right. Yeah, that's our that's our one blemish right now because, as I talked to you earlier, uh, we played two games last week right. but picked up three wins. So right. <laughs> That's kind of a strange thing, also. Yeah, the uh, LaSalle game ended up ended up being a forfeit. Uh, yes. But uh, you're on a six game winning streak right now. Just uh, and these were from a while ago, so I don't want to get into too much detail. And if you're like me, you're old and you can't remember exactly everything that went on from that far back. But you played a couple of neighbors, uh, Oldenburg and Batesville, picking up uh, a couple of nice victories there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oldenburg. Uh, we we went down to their place this year. They had come to our place last year. Nice gym, isn't it? I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. And and I was talking to uh, well, we we played them right before Batesville. Uh-huh. So I was talking to Andy and Blaine and uh, Coach Garrett and all those guys. We were sitting back there in the coach's office talking before, and a couple of them had never been in there. And I said it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, I think Ace had a couple guys that he was really counting on that ended up at Batesville this year. Um, Shebler, who's a really good baseball player, and, and Chad Miles' son, who I don't know if he's healthy yet, but he wasn't healthy when we played him the last time. Yeah. So They have three seniors that have been out this year. Uh, Oldenburg? Oldenburg, yeah. Oldenburg has. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, I talked to Ace on that Sunday because I was out doing some Christmas shopping, mm-hmm. and, and they were really struggling with taking care of the basketball right. and 
it was one of the first games where we kind of turned the heat up on people, right. and, and we've kind of done that a little bit since. Where you don't, we don't always do it against a team who we think may struggle against. We sometimes just do it for our own benefit to kind of get ourselves going. But uh, Ace and I talked a lot on Sunday, that following Sunday after we played them on Saturday, about you know things that you could do and ways to improve. But we we went down to to Oldenburg and played really well that night. We played Batesville the week before, I believe. No, the week, I guess the week after. after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was right before Christmas break. And, um, you know, they're dealing with the with, an in, with sure. two injuries, right. with Warner and Miles. And um, I know Warner's back, and they played well the first night of the Ripley County. But we played pretty well at night. We shot it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some things defensively to them that we thought uh, were, were going to work and were, were some good things. and. They didn't score a lot of points. We didn't score a lot of points. But, yeah, it was good to get those two wins before Christmas. We're speaking with David Disbrough, head coach of the East Central Trojans. His team sitting 9-1 and one on the season right now. And after you after you played some uh, nearby folks, uh, you brought in a couple of schools to play in uh, in your own tournament, Boone County and Rushville. Uh, two two wins, and you capture your own your own hardware. I mean, you bought it. You might as well keep it, right? Well, Donnie did, yeah. So, <laughs> And we'll, we'll, we'll turn it over to him and let him have it. So um, it, it was – I had gone to him. We were we were a couple games short, and I had gone to him last spring and said, you know, I know you don't make very much money at these, but it'd be nice to have two more home games, and we've never, ever done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kind of had the little idea of um, Brad Carr's at Holmes, and I had played softball with him. Um, the guy at Boone County is Nate Browning, and we had played them two years ago. They weren't allowed to come back to our place last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think we ended I, up I getting older. I thought there was some type of major incident that would have kept them out. No, no just, it, just COVID. It was COVID. Okay, all right. Um, so they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't, I don't think, leave either county lines or state lines, whatever it was. <laughs> so uh, we didn't play them last year, so they were interested in playing. So what I was looking for was another Indiana team. Right. So we could have a Kentucky and Indiana, Kentucky and Indiana. And then mm-hmm. um, I guess we could have done it a little different because it ended up being – Holmes and Boone County in the same district playing in the consolation game at six, and then us getting ready to play Rushville, who were playing in our first conference right. game right afterwards. Back but to back. yeah, um, Rushville played really well, and I thought upset Holmes and Boone County's got a really nice team, and we were lucky to win that game. What was your What was your biggest takeaway from the Boone County game? The Boone County game, um, I thought we did a great job. They have they have two really good guards, and they have a really good big kid. Uh-huh. Um, probably the best. Probably the best guard we'd played all year. Yeah. Um, it's it's Rick Shoemate's nephew. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, really, really good player. Is Rick's still and, in Milan, by the way? Still living in I think he lives in Milan, but I don't know if he's actually helping anymore because oh, okay. he helped Blankenship for right. a while. Right. So Blankenship, there's a Blankenship kid who's a senior guard, really, really good. They have a sophomore guard and a post player that are both sophomores, mm-hmm. but they're really juniors because in Kentucky you could also have a COVID year. Wow. So those guys come over, and not only can they play as many quarters as they want in each session, so we had some kids playing up to 16 quarters in a day. Right. Um, we had those two kids who were big and strong, and they're sophomores. Right. But what I my biggest takeaway from the Boone County win was we just beat a good team, mm-hmm. and we stopped a couple really good players doing some things that we didn't want them to do. So we were able to, I thought, prepare – and the kids were able to take that away. This is our preparation. This is what we want to do. And we did that mm-hmm. and got that win and ended up winning that little tournament championship. You know, that's kind of what we called it. 
got to play two in one day, and it was kind of it was it was a fun and really good thing for us. Was that a game uh, down the stretch where you were were trying to protect a lead late? Was Boone County making a charge of any kind, or were you kind of able to keep them at arm's length? Yes, they had they they we led, and then they led. And then we got the lead and hung on to the lead down uh-huh. towards the end. Hit some free throws, took care of the ball, got a couple really big stops. It was good. Free throws are always big. And then then we Rushville, and, yeah. And that was a, a was a good win. And then um, I want to tell you this real quick too. So then I've got I got these seniors that um, we went to Newcastle last summer. Uh huh. So the intro is um, the Milan team and all of that good stuff. So we play Milan early. Right. They get to see all that stuff. So then we had a little day. Uh, it was it was before we actually won the tournament where we did. Uh, Randy Maxwell hooked uh-huh. us up and we watched Hoosiers uh-huh. in the theater, and then we went out to Milan and did that. And then tomorrow we're going to go to Knightstown and practice. How about that? So some some cool little, stuff. Little for taste them. of Indiana basketball. Yeah, historical. and, that's and fantastic. They, they loved it and, and it was awesome. Yeah, uh, more teams should be doing stuff like that. That's that's some good team bonding stuff right there. You mentioned Rushville. Um, talk about. Uh, Really, the two games back-to-back, I know they were a little more than a week apart, but uh, nearly identical scores. They was, were. Was it really the same type of game, or, or did you win it in two different ways? Uh, so, Taylor's really good, mm-hmm. and um, the number five can really shoot it. I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. Two and five, that's our two best players. So, we, again, thought we had a pretty good plan, and... Ryan Selhorst and Mergenthal, and then you throw Jaden Dennis in the mix. Those three guys can defend. Yeah. And Selhorst, you know, if he 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 really really looks at that as a huge challenge to stop the other team's best player. Right. So in the first game, Taylor I think had seventeen or nineteen, and Selhorst wasn't very happy. Uh-huh. And we decided that we were going to do a, a couple things a little bit different. We kind of liked our game plan. Yeah. But when we were hedging hard. Taylor was so good when he would see our big retreat, he was going right after our big, and Selhorse wasn't all the way through the screen. So we ended up trapping a little bit more in the mm-hmm. second game. We uh, Selhorse held Taylor to, I think, six. Wow. And if you talk to Selhorse, two of those came into free throw line and two of them were in <laughs> junk time. So um, they were they were very similar. So he games. held them to two. Held him to two. Held him to two, yeah. Uh, it was, I think they're getting much better. I think uh, Ryan's doing a really nice job with them. And um, it was like we could never, ever really get away. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we would get it to 9, we'd get it to 11. Next thing you know, it's back down to 7. Right. And it happened both games, yeah. especially the first. And the second game, we got away a little bit more, but two very, very similar games. Yeah. Well, the, your last game that you played, uh, a nail-biter, 47-46 against the Ross Rams. It was at your place. Uh, how, did that, uh, how did that go down the stretch? Um, again, we held on. And, and again, I'm thinking – Late in the third quarter, we're up nine, and it's a chance to get away from somebody. And we mm-hmm. did a lot of not very smart things. Yeah, that um, But, again, I will tell you, so we got our Ross plan together, and uh, Seve Beach had Rushville, and Lewis has uh, Ross. Your assistant coaches. Yep, yes. our assistant coaches. And, you know, I'm probably – Sticking my nose in everybody's business, <laughs> so I've got a little bit of that's your job inside of Rushville, yeah. and I've got a little bit of inside in Ross. So uh, Ross had to play three games that week. They played on Tuesday, they played on Friday, and I get to tape on Saturday morning. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go ahead and watch this thing. It was an overtime game against Edgewood. Ross 
15 for 21 from three. Holy cow. So I'm really glad I watched. And we kind of changed around some of our matchups. Uh-huh. And they had two kids that just completely went off in, on Friday. Right. So they made 15 threes on Friday. Right. They only shot 14 threes against us shot. on Saturday. Shot. Shot. Made. shot. 14. Wow. So again, our guys, yeah. knowing what we want them to do, and this is our best chance to win, took even a game plan for, that we put together for them in an hour. Right. With, uh, you know, here's the scout, here's the edit, and here's the walkthrough. Right. And they did a nice job with it. Well, that's that's fantastic that the uh, kids can adapt uh, so quickly here. Let's, uh, before we close things out here, I want to talk a little bit about some of your players, and I know you got some information from you, too. Uh, Mergenthal's done a nice job for you. You've got, you've got four seniors in, in your top five in scoring and a freshman. We'll save him for last because, um, well, not just because he's a first-year player, but he's playing pretty good as a first-year player. Mergenthal, 13 points, four rebounds, two assists, and three steals. That's a pretty it's a pretty good stat line for a season average. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I told him tonight in the weight room when when we were done, I said, "You having fun?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "You should be because you are playing extremely well." Uh he, and and he's a great defender. Best at well, I was just going to say, what's the best best attribute to his game and defense? Well, I don't know. He he creates shots, he's handling the ball, he's making free throws down the stretch. Uh he's one of those quiet leader types. I just um I, I can't remember if we talked about this or not. I was expecting this last year, mm-hmm. and it was headed that way, and then he got contact traced, and we lost him for 10 days, mm. and it was like we never really got Caleb back. Right. Um, he, he struggled a little bit. Right. Um, he just he couldn't get back into that rhythm that he had before he got contact traced, and he got to play a lot of minutes, and he had some good games, but this summer and this season – the guy is playing really, really well. Yeah. You've got uh, three other seniors that have very similar numbers, Dennis Selhorst and McQueen, all averaging between 6.5 and 8.5, and all right around the 3 to 4.5 rebounding mark. Uh, give me a give me a little snippet about each one of those players. I'm too hard on Dennis. Um, he's got the ball <laughs> in his hands a lot. Um, he's shooting almost 50% from two, and he's shooting 75% from the free throw line. His assists are 33, and his turnovers are 25, but I'm hard on that dude. But um, – <laughs> He's a good player, yeah. and, and he's he, he's got the ball in his hands a lot, and he makes us go. And I got to get off his butt some. Um, Selhorst is Selhorst. Uh, when when that guy was a seventh grader, he he's kind of a little bit like Logan Rohrbacher. Now he doesn't he's not going to be a thousand point scorer, but right. when you saw Logan Rohrbacher as a seventh grader, you would have said he'll get to play some varsity basketball, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be probably who Logan Rohrbacher turned into be. It's the same thing with Ryan Selhorst, and, and it, he showed up as a sophomore about halfway through the year, and you couldn't keep him off the floor yeah. at the varsity level. Um, him and Mergenthal, they play almost every minute of every game. Uh-huh. Selhorst wants to guard the team's best, and he does a nice job with it. Um, he can score it a little bit in, in multiple ways. He, he's really good at driving, and he's a pretty good rebounder. We wouldn't be 9-1 without him. All right. Um, Casey, uh, hard-nosed, smart. It's amazing that you tell that guy something and he just remembers it. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's a leader and he works hard and, and if we could get him shooting his threes like he did this summer, he would be having a great year. But um, he's a, another hard one to take off the floor. Um, the other two seniors, uh, Hoag starting, mm-hmm. and we've kind of found I think a niche with with uh, Cooper where he's guarding the other team's sometimes worst player, mm-hmm. and then he's such a good helper right now. Mm-hmm. 
he's helping Sal Horst and Mergenthal and Dennis when they're guarding those guys. So he's able to switch off. and He's doing a really nice job with that. That's fantastic. And, and Sizemore's giving us great minutes when Casey gets tired because Casey wants to be a tight end, but he's a tackle, and he <laughs> sometimes has a little trouble getting up and down the floor a little right. bit. So Sizemore's coming in, filling in, shooting it really well. Just, tell him, we, just tell him to pull. Well, yeah, yeah, we we could we could tell him that. That's right. Um, but but uh, Chase is doing a nice job for us, also. How about your freshman that's averaging five a game right now? Uh, we like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's made, making an impact as a first year player, and, and I'm probably on him too hard too. Yeah. But well, he's a freshman. You're he, allowed. He, and and he takes it, and he's he's letting me coach him, and you know I tell him all the time. Sometimes he still thinks it's eighth grade basketball. Mm-hmm. He's kind of flipping it up there, and he's not going through contact and. He doesn't look at a scouting report and who you garden and what does that guy do. Right. And But he's getting a lot better. And he's, whatever you said, our fourth leading scorer. And he's taking a lot of shots and he's playing a lot of minutes. And hopefully for the next three years, that guy's going to be great, not good. Well, Coach, I am I am thrilled to death that you guys are having such a fantastic season. Coach David Disbro of East Central Teams 9-1 and one right now, and uh, we will be catching up with you. Actually, I told you we had the Franklin County game, that afternoon game on Saturday. We also have your uh, South Dearborn game after after that, so your next two conference games. We... Saturday, Wednesday. Yes. Two really good teams. Foster's got them playing well, won eight in a row. Uh, we're eight-point underdogs, so let's go. According to the Sagarin? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then um, – um, South Dearborn, man, they're playing really well also. They are. And, uh, they put a hurting on us last year. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think the I, – I think both teams to a certain degree have surprised me on their level of success this year. I thought they would be decent, but uh, they're, they're playing – to me, I think they're maybe playing above what my expectations were. But maybe. That's, that's me. Um, I watched Franklin County on tape yesterday, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. They got some players. Right. Uh, Cox is really good. Oh, yeah. um, their shooter's really good. Uh, their big kid's not a bad player. Their point guard, I think, has progressed and, and has come a long way. South Dearborn, they they do so many things on offense and defense that you don't really see a lot. Mm-hmm. They're hard to guard, and they're a lot of times hard to score against, and they play so hard. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're both having great, great seasons. They're both well coached, and um, hopefully we'll uh, have a play well on Saturday in the afternoon against Mark, and then go down to Aurora and see what we can do on Wednesday. Well, we're looking forward to having both of those games. Again, uh, Franklin County coming up um, on the 15th and South Dearborn on the 19th. And, Coach, greatly appreciate you coming in on a Monday night to talk to us here on Coach's Corner. Wish you all the best. Appreciate you. Thank all you. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. David Disbro, head coach of the East Central Trojans. And when we come back, we're going to take you back to Friday night in the postgame show of uh, the South Ripley Jacksonville girls game as we bring you uh, postgame audio and some of the comments from Coach Matt McNew and also Gracie Gunter, a Lady Ray Senior. That's next on Coach's Corner here on Country 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Ison's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava bun cake. you got to try one of our personal-sized chocolate bun cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville's best pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or IsonsFamilyPizza.com. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. 
With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI. Thank you, John Heil, and thanks to Coach David Disbro, the East Central Boys basketball head coach, for joining us in our first segment of Coach's Corner here at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. Our show is also brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Right now, we're going to take you back to the final 47 seconds of the Girls Ripley County Tournament Championship from Friday night, South Ripley and Jackson Dell. And we'll get into the post-game interviews as well with Matt McNew, the head coach of South Ripley, and Gracie Gunter, one of the seniors for the Lady Raiders, along with some post-game stats. Oh, my goodness. 41 seconds left, 44 to 39 the score. Jackson Dell taking the 60-second timeout after Olivia Neal steps up and hits a three just to the right of the key. South Ripley now to inbound the basketball against full-court pressure defense. South Ripley will run them four across, extended along the free-throw lane. And we got a hold on the inbounds play. This will get charged against the Eagles, and it goes to the other end of the floor. Hold is on Jada, Jada Ryder. Her first, or second, I mean, and as you said, that's 10. Double bonus time for South Ripley, and it will be Emily Flood shooting. She hit two free throws earlier in this quarter. In fact, at that time, those two free throws gave South Ripley its biggest lead of the game at 15 points at 40-25, but then nine in a row were rattled off by Jackson Dell to make it a six-point game at 40-34, and after that first free throw by Miss Flood... It's a six-point game at 45-39. to 39. The second one was no good. Two-possession game, and a blocking foul is called. But South Ripley, a couple fouls to give, Bob Presser. They do have. That was on Cornette, her third, but only five on the Raiders. Eagles put it in play. 37 seconds left. Two-possession game, 45-39. Oh, almost lost it. Well, she did lose it. Williams tried to make something happen there around the free throw lane. Lost control of the basketball. South Ripley came up with a turnover and then an immediate foul by JCD. Cullen picking up her fourth. So, Flood will do it again. This will be her fifth and sixth free throws of the quarter. Missed the first. Used to hit one of these to make it a three-possession game. I was thinking the exact same thing, Bob. Only one of two dramatically changes the complexion of this game. And oh, offensive yes, rebound. Yes, it was, and the putback was there by Samples. Samples with a huge offensive rebound and the putback. door for three, no good. Rebound, Samples again on the other end. Outlet pass, 16 seconds left, 47-39. South Ripley looking to pull off the upset in Osgood. Eight seconds left. Coach Scott Smith says don't foul. This one is over. 
and South Ripley has knocked off 1A number four Jacksonville to capture the 2022 Ripley County Championship. Final score, 47-39. Tremendous game by the South Ripley Raiders and coach Matt McNew getting the win in Osgood, knocking off the three-time defending champs and two very good friends. Hug near half court. Coached together for so long. South Ripley, of course, uh, anointing Matt McNew as their head coach. He's in his third season, and he gets his first victory as uh, or first county championship victory as a head coach. Had so many as an assistant coach here at Jacksonville. But uh, South Ripley, the 47-39 victory, and they left the trophy here in Osgood. This is the Post Game Show on 103.9 WRBI with a look at the final game stats and scores from area games. South Ripley pulling off the upset in Osgood here tonight in the 2022 Ripley County Championship, defeating Class 1A number 4 Jacksonville 47-39. to Here's a look at your individual scoring, starting first with Jacksonville. Desiree Sparks with 14 points, Reagan Hughes with 8, 5 each from Olivia Neal and Reese Obendorf, 4 from Annabelle Williams, and 3 by Jaylee Ryder. Again, the scoring again for Jacksonville. Sparks with 14, Hughes 8, 5 by Neal and Obendorf, 4 from Williams, and 3 by Ryder. On the South Ripley side, we'll start from the bottom up. Alexa Height scoring two points, as did Sarah Meyer and Caitlin Samples. You had nine points from Gracie Gunner, ten by Rachel Meyer, and 22 from Emily Flood. Emily Flood's 22. Rachel Meyer scoring ten, Gracie Gunner with nine. Two points each by Height, Sarah Meyer, and Caitlin Samples. So here's a look at the Ripley County All-Tournament team. It is Audrey Schmidt of Milan. Emma Weiler, Allison Peters, and Callie Kaiser of Batesville. Reagan Hughes, Annabelle Williams, and Desiree Sparks of Jacksonville. For South Ripley, Gracie Gunner, Rachel Meyer, and Bob Meyer, or excuse me, Bob Resser, no surprise, Emily Flood of South Ripley, the MVP. I'll tell you, I wasn't here to see the first round, but this round here, Emily Flood was definitely the MVP tonight. No question. Emily Flood, uh, the first go-around, she uh, scored, uh, she had 7.7 rebounds and three steals, so a very solid night on Tuesday night as well uh, with that uh, first-round victory against Batesville. And we're back here in uh, Osgood, and a very happy coach of South Ripley, Coach Matt McDew, his uh, first championship, first county championship as the coach of the South Ripley Lady Raiders. And uh, my goodness, Coach, from start to finish, your girls played a heck of a game tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say because I'm just proud of the girls. They did what I asked. We've struggled with this all year. <laughs> Again, I think I've told you many times, Bryce, if you go down and look at the whiteboard down there, and they followed it to a T. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what happens. We have the athletes. We have the kids that can play defense. Throughout the year, we've you and I have even talked about it, but some have uh, given our girls a bad taste in their mouth by saying they can't score. Right. Well, but we play pretty good defense, so we don't have to score as much. Um, and that was proof tonight. But you did score tonight. Yes, though. we did. Yes, yes. And, and Bob and I were talking about it, and we were just amazed at, at uh, how effectively your spacing produced, it produced so many great runs to the rim. Yeah, we worked two days, believe it or not, two days on that, what we did. And I told my girls, I said, you have to spread them out as far as possible. Um, I said, they can't match up with us one-on-one. I said, yes, if they if we play our tight offense like we usually do, I said, everybody can help. You spread it way out. And the girls, the first day looked at me when we were running like, I'm stupid. <laughs> Second day, they were like, okay, I kind of get it. We're getting ready to come out, and they're like, 
this probably ain't going to last for long, so we're going to go to our regular offense. And I said, just give it a chance, you know. And they did, and they stuck with it. There was a couple times I'm sure you saw me. We got away from it, and I didn't understand why. Uh, call a timeout, get them settled down. Uh, we took a couple quick shots that we didn't want to take because we wanted to spend as much time as we could out there making them play defense. And once I got them settled down each time, they did a great job. Well, we noticed down here early, starting early, I was talking to Bryce, that you had the whole offense almost above the foul line, which I've ran for a long time like a Princeton offense. But I told Bryce the defense was so tough man-to-man, it was opening up back doors. And that one time it led to a perfect spin layup for Rachel Meyer, which was beautiful. Hey, when you get Rachel back, it makes a big difference. Oh, absolutely. That kid is something else. Our, Our offense runs through her very well. She's very good with the ball. She can hand it off. She can help kids out, or she can just take it to the basket. And uh, we wanted to spread it out and let her be able to do one-on-ones and if it was available. So impressed with the flood girl night. I oh, mean, yeah. I, she really, a year ago, wasn't even on my radar. And here, oh, right. she, here she is tonight, MVP of the tournament, playing a great game. They couldn't stop her. I mean, she just kept going right around. So she's been preached and preached and preached that she's faster than any kid that she's been up against. Use that speed. I mean, we have talked to her and talked to her and talked to her about it. Tonight she did it. And it proves that she can do it. But not only that, she was confident in her outside shot. She hit down some big threes there in the second half. I mean, I'm super proud of her. But to win tournaments against good teams, because Jacksonville is a super team, you've got to have somebody step up, and that's who did it tonight. Emily did an excellent job. Well, uh, we, we saw the exchange there at the end of the game between you and Scott. Of course, we you know it's, it's well documented. You guys coach forever. Can you share what was said right there at the end of the game? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I congratulate him on just, you know, a good game and having a good team. And he said, well-deserved. You deserve it. Uh, I told him. I said, no. I said, the girls deserve it. I did nothing. I said, they played the game and they did what they needed to. And he shook his head and said, no, it's you. But we all know those girls are the ones that put it all out there on the court. Right. Well, right, there, right there towards the end, you were up 14. Mm-hmm. We came out of a break, and I looked at Bryce, and I said, they're up 14, but there's no way Matt's very comfortable. No, right I was never comfortable down there, not once. I got and, warned three times for being out of my box. <laughs> and it went from 14 to 7 just, just like, like that. that. And you're probably very proud of your girls for holding oh, on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on. Back-to-back three-point plays. Yes, and you can break quickly, you know, and the girls did a very good job. I had to headbutt a couple of them and get them back into the game, and, you know, they did a good job. The girls did what they needed to do to win, and I'm super proud of them. We want to take this on. You know, we'd love to win the sectional again, but first is the conference. And you know who we're going to see? Yep. This team right here. I think we might be around for that one. Okay. Matt. Okay. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank great, you. Build, great building block right there. Yeah, thank you. All right. That's Matt McNew, championship coach of the South Ripley Raiders. And, yeah, let's get her on here. Gracie Gunner, uh, one of the seniors on this team, wearing number 20 in your program, number one in your heart. Gracie, how's it feel? Um, well, seeing how we've been losing to Jackson Dell since freshman year, it's like it's pretty nice to win this game, especially being senior year and we get to win RCT. It has been it has been a significant drought. You know, South Ripley, the only team in the last uh, six years that was able to to break up the run by Jackson Dell, and that came back in 2018. And uh, that seems like almost an eternity uh, for you guys, and uh, collectively just uh, an outstanding effort. Uh, what did you feel as a player out there? What did you feel was the key to the win tonight? Um, it was just coming together and playing as a team. Um, I mean, you can't win any games if you don't play as a team. So just coming together and working together and finishing shots 
that's just what we need to do. You mentioned the word team, and, and Coach McNew brought this up Monday night when we did Coach's Corner out at uh, Ison's Family Pizza. I, I think he had said something, and maybe I don't have it exactly right, but he wanted all of you guys to take a picture because it was the first time all season that you had everybody out there. Is that accurate? Yes. How did um, that feel, by the way? It was good. I mean, we've literally spent all season until this point missing somebody, whether it was a coach or a player. We haven't had everybody with us. Well, it was a tremendous performance uh, by everybody involved, and uh, congratulations uh, uh, to you for being uh, one of the members of the uh, Ripley County Tournament team, along with uh, Rachel Meyer and, uh, of course, Emily Emily Flood was lights out. Tonight. She Once tore it up. Yes, she did. And uh, Coach McNew was talking about her speed, and, I mean, you're down there seeing that firsthand. I mean, she can get from point A to point B She's pretty quick. fast. She's yeah. like a cheetah. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to you, and uh, we hope that this is a springboard for you guys into the final month of the season. Boy, section is going to be here before you know it. Yep. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is Gracie Gunner, a senior for South Ripley High School, coming up uh, uh, one of the uh, team members with the victory. She finished tonight with nine points. And we're back one final time at the Eagles Nest in Osgood for this 2022 Ripley County Tournament. 47-39, South Ripley pulling off the upset over Jackson Dell, stopping a run of three straight championships by the Eagles, uh, whose record falls to 13-4. and South Ripley with the victory improves to 11-8. and Here's Bob Bresser with a look at tonight's team stats. Bob. All right, first off for the Jackson Dell Lady Eagles, uh, Two-point attempts tonight, 10 out of 30 for 33%. Behind the arc, a very cold night, 2 out of 15. They did shoot very well at the free-throw line, 13 out of 18 for 72%. Had eight offensive rebounds, most of those in the first half. 13 defensive, 21 rebounds on the game. Took pretty good care of the ball, only had eight turnovers. Uh, for the game, they shot from the field 27%. So that's kind of a – you're not going to see Jackson Dell do that very often. Yeah. And I contribute a lot of that to the defense that we watched uh, South Ripley throw at them. Uh, For the Lady Raiders, they were 16 out of 25 on two-point attempts. A lot of layups and up-close shots, 64%. Three out of nine behind the arc. Total overall field goal percentage tonight, 56%. Six out of 12 at the free throw line. Had six offensive rebounds, 28 defensive, 34 rebounds. They uh, out-rebound the Eagles by 13 tonight. Biggest surprise for you in the stats or the biggest stat involved in the game tonight? Well, I think it goes both ways. I think that uh, the South Ripley defense holding Jackson Delta shooting 27% for the night and for them to be able to shoot 56% and control the game. They controlled the tempo there yep. towards the end. Uh, you know, South, Rip- South Ripley just kept fighting off those attacks by Jackson Dell and, and just a great game. Uh, hats off to Coach McNew and his girls. Once again, that was audio from Friday night's girls basketball Ripley County Tournament Championship game. I was there along with Bob Bressert. You heard the final 47 seconds of regulation along with post-game interviews with South Ripley girls basketball coach Matt McNew and one of his seniors, Gracie Gunter. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, we will be speaking with Batesville boys basketball coach Aaron Garrett. You are listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate caramel lava bunking. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bunt Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bunt Cake. Ison's Family Pizza has a new amazing Chocolate Caramel Lava Bunt Cake. you got to try one of our personal-sized chocolate bunt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville's Best Pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or IsonsFamilyPizza.com. 
Discover the freedom of auto pay from Great Plains Communications. No more paper bills. No more postage. No more check writing. No need to drop off a payment. And no more late fees. And now, when you sign up for auto pay, you will also receive a one-time $10 bill credit. Log on to gpcom.com slash my-account and enroll today. Or call 866-382-4968. Some restrictions may apply. As COVID-19 continues to affect our community, Margaret Mary Health encourages you to help them slow the spread of this dangerous virus. Studies show unvaccinated adults have a 10 times greater risk of hospitalization than those who are vaccinated for COVID-19. Whether you're in need of your first dose or your booster dose, the shot is available for free at their Occupational Health and Wellness Center located in Batesville. To schedule an appointment, call 812-932-5105. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. Thanks again, John Heil, and welcome back once again to Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for Coach's Corner. We just heard audio from Friday night, the Girls Ripley County Tournament Championship, the, the final 47 seconds of regulation, along with head coach of the Lady Raiders, Matt McNew, and one of his seniors, Gracie Gunner. Time now, uh, well, first First, I want to thank uh, some of our sponsors, including Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, among our sponsors for Coach's Corner. Joining me right now, he's the head coach of Batesville, uh, the Batesville boys basketball team coach, Aaron Garrett. And coach, uh, let's go back and recap uh, what was an exciting Ripley County tournament. And certainly uh, on Wednesday night, uh, the very first night for the boys, you had a great victory over over South Ripley. Yeah, and a South Ripley team that returned a lot of talent, mm-hmm. three, two, three-year players, and Gentilly was probably at the top of our scouting report in terms of just orchestrating the entire show as a as a point guard that can hurt you at all three levels. He can right. hit the three, he can get inside and hit floaters, he can get all the way to the rack, and then you have to account for his vision. Right. Right. So as he draws defense, he can really find the open the open player on his team. And then Schwarty. Schwarty's just a load to handle in terms of he can shoot it, he's got that length, he can get inside, he's posted up more this year than in the past. And they've even though the, in their record they were a couple games above five hundred, but they, you couldn't get away from them. So even the, right. the games they lost, they kept fighting back, fighting back. So just to have a game where we never trailed into just possession after possession after possession, just methodically, it, it was continue that lead, and, and it got up to 20 points, but most times it was that 7- to 12-point right. area, which is probably the hardest area to be in because you're right. not pulling away, and yet you, you can't get comfortable. They can hit you with threes in a hurry. So after, and I had had numerous people tell me how hard the boys played, which I always appreciate. But sure. looking back, and you've seen a lot of our games in the last year and a half, it may have been our best game in our last year and a half in terms of on both sides of the ball and, and being complete and guys just playing within their skill set. And Thomas Raver no doubt led us in terms of how he was playing the game. I thought he was playing his best basketball and very, very efficient. Right, He was scoring and not taking very many shots to do it. He was rebounding well. He's one of our forwards in our defense as far as manning a wing. And played really, really well. Then the second half, at some point, he he hurt his hand, mm. and he, so the shooting went down. To his credit, he recognized he he wasn't up to full speed, but still kept playing well. And then the other guys just he was the catalyst, right? The right. other guys went with him with his running mate Cole Warner back. That that dynamic was back, and then the other guys just played hard. And Bryce, the second half especially, because <laughs> Schwarty hit a big three to end the first half, and we right. made a mistake on our end. We we always want to close out halves, quarters, and obviously games. And we didn't do that in the in the second quarter. We shot it too quick. We right. went too early. 
that left an opening. They come down. They run an action that is very common against a zone. Mm-hmm. And we just got somebody watching the ball instead of the action that was coming. And Shorty drilled one right in front of our bench to put him within nine, if I remember right. Yeah. Big play, right? Momentum right, all sure. of a sudden swings to them in the half uh-huh. at halftime. So to come out, and we almost held to eight points in the second half. They got five points there in the last 40 seconds, I think, of the game. But just a, a great, great game, but definitely a great half of defensive basketball by the Bulldogs. If you go back to the very beginning, I think you probably felt that uh, against a South Ripley team that has a lot of talent coming back that you needed to get off to a good start, and you guys did exactly that. For sure, and especially offensively. As, as we get Cole back into the mix, we've, we've revamped some things offensively, and the guys were doing a good job of it, and our turnovers have really come down. Mm-hmm. And, and a big part of that is having Cole back, right, right. to orchestrate things. But the rest of it, we spent time and care and practice going back to some very, very basic passing drills. But that tells you the guys, it's, it's been emphasized, and the guys have, have internalized it. So our, our turnovers went down as our assists went up, and I think we ended up with 13 assists on Wednesday. So a lot of guys are sharing the basketball, and, and we're making the right cuts, right movements that get us better looks. Well, assists were certainly key, but I also thought another big aspect of that game was rebounding. You guys rebounded well. Yeah, we've – and then, as we'll talk about here in a minute, Saturday night we didn't rebound as well, and it showed, right, <laughs> right. In, in, the win, in the win-loss column. But rebounding is an emphasis. We've gotten the bubble back out. That's going to be out again at practice in terms of just it's, – it's a battle in there. And right. we're – We've got some length, but we're not the biggest guys, and there's teams that have more length than us. So we got to have all five guys rebounding, and at this point, that's still a, a struggle for us at times, and it shows up when it is a struggle because we don't get the rebounds. Right. We give up those offensive rebounds, but no, very astute on your end. We, we dominated the boards on Wednesday, and, and that was a big factor. Before we jump ahead and talk about uh, the, the matchup for the for the county championship game, I want to go back, because you mentioned Thomas Raver, and uh, Tom really carried you guys, I thought, in that first game. And with his efforts uh, on night number one, he, he got himself a spot on the all-tournament team. Yeah, and, and very happy for him because he didn't play in game number two. Sure. Right? He didn't play in the championship and still garnered an, an all-Ripley County tournament team position, and, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So the, the committee, great job there. And we had a freshman get an all-tournament team selection with, with Cade Kaiser, and then Cody Moore was our other person who got a, a, a spot. And Cody has come on and just – he had a, obviously had a big blast in the first half Saturday, mm-hmm. but I don't, want that, I don't want that to take away from how he's just come – he's really one of those guys who's gotten 1% better each day. Right. He's doing worlds better defensively. He, he battles for us as far as rebounds and throws his body in there. And it's fun to see him just getting better and better and better. Now it'll just be can we – Instead of having half explosions, right, can that consistency come over a game? And it will because he's one. Teams have to honor him because he can really shoot the basketball. He's, mm-hmm. gotten, he's gotten more confidence going downhill. He's gotten stronger. So he can, he can finish some of those moves inside. And I thought those three were, were really well selected. And Thomas especially, like I said, I think he was playing his best basketball of his career. As we jump now to uh, Saturday, and as good of a start that you got against South Ripley, Jack Sadell, and, and to use a to use a sports term you hear a lot, kind of got punched in the mouth early on. But boy, did you guys respond, and you ended up taking a, a lead at halftime. Yeah, and we go into Saturday's game against a, a talented and experienced Jackson Dell team mm-hmm. with, without Thomas Raver. Tom Thomas has a. It's, I'll say it's a minor fracture, but it's one that, that still is going to need time to heal. Uh-huh. And hopefully minor means two to three weeks and we have him back. So it's not a, it's not a full-blown six-week deal, which would be devastating. But you take our leading scorer, our leading rebounder off the floor. Right. And I always just challenge you guys, just like when Cole Warner was off the floor. And, and Bryce, unfortunately, I have a lot of experience with injuries. <laughs> and it's, it gets old. Yeah. But you either you shrink from the adversity you, you, or you simply endure it and go through it or you grow through it. Right. So I've challenged our guys to grow through it. I'm not gonna lie to you. When that when that half when the game started the way it did, 
Like, do we have enough? Do we have enough perseverance and enough offense, quite frankly, to even fight back? Right. And the guys did. And we could have we could have folded. It could have been a double digit lead that that kept growing, like it happened earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. But we came back and we actually had a lead at the half. Right. And then in the second half, battled through. I would say about that five and a half to six minute mark. Yeah, there was a, there was a point in the third quarter where you guys were tied at thirty all, and then things just kind of started going in Jackson Dell's way. Yeah, we had a five point lead, and had a couple possessions, and as you've done this game long enough, you kind of see a possession go one way, and we got a couple good looks uh-huh. and a, a couple good ones at the basket that we didn't capitalize on. You know, right, like, and you just know you just you just know there's infinite amount of there's finite amount of possessions in a game, and I know without Thomas, we've got to capitalize on quite a few of our possessions, right. especially ones right at the basket, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. They go down, they hit a three, and then the one that was just a backbreaker that really concerned me was in our zone. It was a little bit of a, a fluke, but it gets knocked back right back out to White Day at the, mm-hmm. at the top of the key, and he's a good three feet behind the top of the key. Right. We don't mind that shot, but our hands have still got to be up, because right. Wyatt's Wyatt can shoot it. Yeah. He hasn't had very good success this year from three. And... He was pretty quiet in the first half, and he really kind of came alive in the second. Yeah, and our goal was, I mean, they're both averaging over 20. Our goal overall is to keep the game in the 40s, and obviously that's, that's going to trickle down to our individual matchups with he and Jacob, or sorry, he and Caleb Simon. But Wyatt will make you pay, and he, he's, not, he's not chasing points, so if you load up against him, he's going to slice and find teammates. Right. He did that in terms of the zone and finding those shooters. Caleb did that in the middle of the zone, and either bowling his way to the basket or kicking out to the shooters. So White steps up and hits that, that deep, deep three at the top of the key. And then from there, we couldn't come down and answer. And if, it gets, if a game gets 10 to 12 points, a team has a lead on us. Right now, especially without Thomas, that's, that feels more like an 10 to 12-point lead. Now, we're, we're getting better. And as we get Thomas back in the mix, we'll be able to overcome some of those. But with Jack's experience on the other end, they did a good job capitalizing on that. And once Jack built that lead, then, you know, obviously you're in catch-up mode, maybe putting up some more threes. And while you shot the three really well in the first half, and went 0 for 5 in the second half. And, I, you know, I don't know if that really was – I mean, certainly it was a factor in the game. But, you know, we mentioned just a short time ago, really the rebounding margin, uh, Jack – I think got you by nine and eight two on the offensive end, and we're talking about as you as you mentioned, uh, trying to make uh, with a, a finite number of possessions. When you lose rebounds, you lose possessions. Yeah, and I think a, a microcosm possession of the game was in the second half. Uh, Caleb Simon would have been in front of their bench, so in that in that short corner to, to deep corner there, a shot goes up. He comes rushing in, and we get a body on him. Mm-hmm. And we get a second body to chip him. He still gets the rebound, and then he he chases it down to the other side of the floor and there was a possession the first half he did the same thing backpedaled it out he shot a three right in front of our bench right because we left him momentarily and just i think his will kind of blends over to the rest of his teammates when, when you got one guy playing that hard especially a four-year guy that's played a lot of rc basketball your teammates are going to feed off that right and caleb is and it's he's unique because he's 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 a big but he's not very big in terms of height right but in terms of strength and heart and just fortitude and fight mm-hmm he, he's he's a man among boys, and it proved to be that case in the in especially in the second half on Saturday. Well, congratulations once again to Cody Moore, Cade Kaiser, and Thomas Raver for being named to the All Ripley County team. We're speaking with Aaron Garrett, boys basketball coach of Batesville. Uh, one more, actually, I'm, I want to do this now. Let's let's step away from basketball just a minute. What's the latest on Garrett's gang? Garrett's gang, they'll be back for our North Decatur game. Okay. So after a year hiatus last year with the with the world pandemic, we weren't able to host our camp last year. But thank goodness. We were able to hold it, hold it, host it this November. And I told you this many times. You've been there live and in person for it in the past. That's great. 
it's my favorite day at the camp, and that game is electric. So if fans have not been to that game where Garrett's gang is at, and we do it strategically because it's, I think it's our first graders are there. The band does a, typically does a chili supper. There's some other things going on, so it's a full house. And North Decatur travels well, so they'll have a lot of people there. And it's it's been where and it's been North Decatur one year, Frank County the other year. Now their fan base is kind of know to look for it, mm-hmm. and they're so awesome with the kids too. And right. we we announce the campers before the game, and it's. It's the best feeling I have all year. Mm-hmm. Better than any win in terms of just the, the pride and, and joy that those kids, that we don't bring to them, they bring right. to us, right? And I often say they, they're not special needs kids. They're special abilities kids. They have special abilities that they right. bring to us. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's awesome. So I'll be coming up here at the end of January with our North Decatur game. It's, uh, and, and I can see the, not only hear it in your voice, but I can see it in your eyes. I mean, it's, it's very emotional. And, and I, watching those kids get introduced and, and the enthusiasm in which they come out and go through the tunnel and get all the high fives, I, that is truly a special feeling. And Bryce, you know, I think this year was our eighth year, ninth year since we started, eighth year that we were able to hold it. And I would say over 65% of those kids have been there every year. So they become part of your family, right? Sure. Now they're part of our Batesville basketball family. Get to know their parents and see them grow up. And it's just, I'll give you one example. Uh, one, one mom shared with us that she can't hardly get her son to, to get up and move on or, or to get going on anything. Right. He made her drop him off at the door so he could get in there faster. So she could, <laughs> she could go park the car. <laughs> so just those stories and just being around them. It's stole the idea from Buzz Williams, who's at Texas A&M now. Yeah. Best best thing I've ever done in my coaching career for yeah. for me personally for our players through the years because these kids bring so much to us. Oh. Well, let's turn our attention now to the game Thursday night. I believe it is. You got the matchup with Greensburg. Talk about the matchup with the Pirates. Yeah, they'll they'll be a tough customer as always, and and we'll have to find another way to do it without Thomas. Right. Which obviously, when you play against Greensburg, you have to have a very fine tuned game plan anyway because they have they drilled us the first game at third place and, and shot over seventy percent total. Right. And, and we got smacked, right? Got got yeah. down thirty plus in a hurry. I expect a better a better game this time. We will have to control possessions. We'll have to play lockdown tight defense and not have any of the slide mistakes we had in Saturday's game against Jackson Dell to give ourselves a chance to win. I know they're coming off a, a tough loss at Connorsville, but then a good win against a close win against Shelbyville. So Coach Meyer have those guys ready. They again have quite a bit of experience. Okay, Cummers played four years for him. He's playing really, really well, scoring at all levels. He's got some guys to go with him, as, as always. You know, as many games as I've called up at Greensburg, I don't think I've ever seen them have, have a bad shooting night in that gym. I mean, typically their, their field goal percentage is going to be north of 60%. I think maybe twice in my broadcasting career that they've been in the 50 to 60% range, but they always shoot well. But you do get them at your place this go-around. Yeah, and the key to all that is they, they shoot such a high percentage because if you're not prepared for their transition offense, they'll have layups before you even turn around. Right. Right, and obviously the more layups you have, that shooting percentage skyrockets mm-hmm. up. And we've done better with that. And I would say this year's group for Greensboro doesn't look to push quite as much. They're still going to push. If sure. you don't get back, they are going to get down the sideline of the floor. They're going to carve you up for a layup. But once they get their offense going, They've they've been really good and they've got they've got different guys that can shoot it outside and they got a couple guys inside that finish it really well at the basket, so not not quite the same frenetic pace but you better get down and then get your defense set and start communicating. 
All right. Well, it's good that you got Cole back, and uh, hopefully Thomas will be back sooner rather than later. And uh, appreciate you coming in tonight for Coach's Corner, and all the best to you against Greensburg and the games ahead. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you. Coach Aaron Garrett of the Batesville Bulldogs. We will be back after a short break with Jacksonville Boys coach Clint Bowman, and we'll chat uh, some more Ripley County basketball hoops. You're listening to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Ison's Family Pizza has a new amazing Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. you got to try one of our personal-sized chocolate bun cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville's Best Pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or IsonsFamilyPizza.com. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. And once again, welcome back to Ison's Family Pizza for Coach's Corner on 103.9 WRBI. Appreciate Aaron Garrett with that last segment right there, the boys basketball coach out of Batesville. And we're now bringing in the gentleman that he coached against on Saturday night and a very, very happy camper as he took home the 2022 Ripley County Championship and snapping a quite the drought there in Osgood as far as Ripley County tournaments are concerned. Coach, how does it feel to be bringing home the trophy and the net to Osgood after a 15-year drought. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. If you uh, listened to me on uh, the broadcast the other night after the game, you could you could tell I was pretty excited. I was uh, uh, having trouble getting some thoughts together, and uh, uh, some of the kids at school today had a good time with that in, in class. So, um, yeah, a lot. I, I told them all week. You know, it was just been too long. Um, we've had too good a, too good of a, a program and and teams that ran into just some really good Batesville teams and some and some South Ripley teams and. And uh, so it was great to get that monkey off our back. It, it was goal number one when uh, I started last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so very satisfying, um, uh, you know, enjoy for about a day. And you know, <laughs> now it's on to the next one. Yeah, Clint Bowman, uh, the head coach of the Jacksonville Eagles, joining us, or should I say Justin Bowman, because that's what uh, that's what Rob Moore had said on Saturday night. I got quite the chuckle out of that. And there you go. I didn't even catch that. I, you could have called me whatever you wanted. Well, I'm sure I'm sure you've been called uh, a lot of things in the past, but that's another story for another day. Let's uh, before we get into all the fun stuff on Saturday. I mean, in order to get there, you had to get the W on Wednesday, and uh, you took on Milan. And for a team, you know that that has not put a win up as of yet. I'm for three quarters they gave you quite the challenge yeah they're they're i was really impressed with how hard they played um i knew they were going to play that way you know coach combs is is uh one of the best around um you know we hadn't played in a while but yet i didn't think we came out flat i didn't i thought we you know we got a lead there early um but we kind of relaxed um you know maybe we had a little rust just finishing around the rim i thought mm-hmm. we missed a lot of a lot of easy ones uh that maybe could have pushed the lead you know out and got the game in control um, you know, we missed those, and, and Milan did a really good job. They run their their flex offense, and we we had worked on a little bit. You know, we we worked on it earlier in the year, and and we just didn't. We were just not prepared. We were you know chasing on defense, 
Um, you know, I, I just thought our defense was uh, abysmal yeah. uh, for most of the night. And, uh, yeah, they hung around. They hit some shots. And, and you know, it was a five-point game at half. And, right. you know, you, you give a, a team uh, that, you, that you think you're better than, you, 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 they get some belief. Anything could happen. So um, it was a tough game, and, and I, I, I kind of knew it, was, it would be. Um, so no surprise, but you know, in the end, we were able to, to pull away and kind of and, and win comfortably. Well, while you were while you're talking about that, uh, and maybe you didn't defend as well, I think maybe one thing that bailed you out was your ability to rebound. Uh, yeah, thirteen to three on the offensive end in of the first half certainly helped you uh, keep the lead at intermission. Yeah, you know, Caleb Simon's one of the best rebounders around. You know, I told him, you know, before the season, we had some personal goals for a couple guys, and, and his was the to average, you know, at least nine rebounds a game and and uh, get to the free throw line six times a game. And, and, you know, I thought if you did those two things, that means you're hustling and you're attacking the basket. And, and he's been outstanding. He's averaging 11, you know, plus rebounds a game so far this season. And um, so, yeah, he controlled the boards and we got a, got some extra shots. And, you know, I, sometimes we joke when we, we miss those layups that you, you mm-hmm. can't get 10 rebounds if you make all your layups. So maybe that's why we had so many rebounds. <laughs> So you're able to finally surge ahead in the fourth quarter. What do you attribute that to after Milan played you so tough for so long? Well, we finally quit chasing people over that screen there at the elbow and, and kind of beat them to the spot. And um, So, we, you know, we we were able to get a few stops. And then, you know, we, we still have a pretty good shooting team. I don't think we shot it this season as well as I anticipated, um, <clears throat> especially from long range. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we were finally able to hit some shots and, and get some run outs and, and uh, you know, a couple easy ones and, you know, we got it to about 20, and then, uh, of course, we relaxed again a little bit. Right. I hit a few at the end. So, um, you know, it, was, it wasn't the end of the world by any means. You know, I, I knew we were going to have a little hard time having that long of a break. And, right. and uh, so I, I was happy that we didn't panic, you know, uh, when, when they kept it pretty close. And uh, we just kept kind of plodding along and, and, and got the win. So, Well, as we jump ahead to, to Saturday now, Coach, and, and really, uh, I guess – in a certain respect, some similarities. Uh, you, you, you're doing well. You're getting the points to go in, and then you relax a little bit. And you give it back because <laughs> you guys got off to a 15-5 start, but you found yourself down one at halftime. Yeah, I was, I was pretty shocked when I looked up at the score when I was walking <laughs> out of the gym. I, it did not feel like we should have been should have been behind there. Um, you know, it came out really really well. Our kids were were uh, pretty pumped up, and um, you know, I we. We're anticipating the three, the two-three zone. Um, they they do a really good job of getting out um, and, and covering the shooters, mm-hmm. but yet somehow not letting you get behind them. Right. Um, and then doing a pretty good job of covering the middle. So you know we came out and we we, we hit some threes um, to get a lead. And um, you know the baseball kids in the second quarter, like Cody Moore, uh, same thing when we played him the first game of the year. He he shot them. His shooting kept him in the game. Right. You know he had I think three threes in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um. You know we lost him once, but I, two of them guy right in his face. Yeah. He just sh- pulls up and shoots it over him. Moore uh, ended up with uh, fourteen points in the fir- for- first half on four three point baskets. Yeah. It, I made a couple uh, blunders over there at the end of the the half too. I, uh, Caleb got a rebound and and we had a run out and. I said, "Look up, look up." Well, he didn't. He looked up, and he just chucked it, and 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 Kate Kaiser ran back and caught it like a football pass. And I, I was kicking myself. I was like, "Just be quiet and let him play." Like he would have never thrown that ball if I would have yelled. Um, and then, then there at the end, they were holding it for a shot, and I, I thought if we could transition to a like a three-two zone there real quick. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't. I thought they were going to hold it for a shot, and as right. soon as we as soon as we moved to, to transition, they just threw it over to Moore. As soon as we left him, and he buried it, and. Um, you know, so a couple of those were on me. Um, 
but you know, like I said earlier, we did not panic at halftime. You know, there wasn't any yelling or screaming or anything. It was like, here's what, here's what we're doing well. Um, we just got to do more of that. And, and uh, you know, and our defense was much, 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 much better um, in the Batesville game than it was on Wednesday. Well, before we jump into the second half, a little bit of business here. Uh, you're listening to 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, and Brookville. And you're, uh, we're speaking with uh, Clint Bowman, the head coach of the Jacksonville Eagle Boys, champions of the 2022 Ripley County Tournament. So, Coach, we get into the we get into the second half after uh, you know both teams shot the three well in the first half. Uh, you guys continued to shoot uh, uh, really at a comparative clip in the second half. Batesville went 0 for 5, but I want to go to the point in the third quarter when you guys were tied 30 all. It was it was still deadlocked. Uh, you know, fighting tooth and nail right there, but it just seemed uh, there was a possession or two right there that tilted in your favor, and that kind of got you going. Yeah, it, we, we got down 30 to 25. Um, you know, the, no panic in, in Caleb or Wyatt. You know, they're, they're just going to keep playing. And, yeah, we hit a couple big shots, and, and uh, you know, Justin Sweeney and Ryan Wilson didn't miss a shot the whole night. Um, you know, they were five for five uh, from three, and, uh, Justin had a, a hit one two and and he had two free throws. So and his name really is Justin, not like yeah, you know, he is. Uh, Morehead uh, calling you Justin. Well, he played so well that Morehead <laughs> was so impressed with him, he was just calling everybody Justin. You know? <laughs> so so he th- those two hit some big shots. Um, you know, and then when Wyatt gets going downhill, he's going to find people and right. You know, we were able to to get it out to forty to thirty four there at the end of the quarter, and uh, you know from there we, you know we felt pretty comfortable. Um, you know, the baseball kids. I told him, I said. I don't care who they're putting out there, you know, they're going to play hard. And, and, and I just thought they really battled, you know, having, I hated that Thomas uh, got hurt there on, on Wednesday. I, you know, I thought he played one of the better games that I'd seen anybody play it all was, season. It was a solid performance. Yeah, you know, I, I get more in, enjoyment, you know, especially when I'm watching other teams where you just, you can see a kid just wants to win more than everybody else on the floor. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of like a couple rebounds that Caleb got on Saturday. Was, right. You know, but Thomas did that on on Wednesday, and, and he's buddies with Wyatt and Caleb. They played AAU and some travel ball uh, years ago, so they, they hated that he was out. Um, um, I'm glad that it, it, it's just a couple-week thing and that um, he's going to be back, and, and he's a good kid and, and a great family. And, and so I, I, I told him, I said, I don't care if they, the JV that we played earlier in the day shows up to play this game. There's a lot of pride in the baseball program. Um, Coach Garrett's going to have them ready to go. Um, so we have to keep battling, and we can't relax. We, this is Batesville. We're at Batesville. Um, nothing's changes just because one guy's out. So um, it was no surprise that they, they battled back, and, and, and it was a really, really tough game. We're uh, going to talk a little bit about some of your individuals from that uh uh, Saturday night. We're going to save two for the end because we've got some audio for them. That's coming up here in just a moment. But uh, you had, you put five players in double figures. All five ended up being on the uh, Ripley County All-Tournament team. Uh, we'll get to Caleb and Wyatt in a minute, but uh, Ryan Wilson, 12 points, Justin Swinney, and Matt Dickman, both with 10. Outside of their scoring, what did they do well for you on Saturday? <clears throat> well, Justin is, is is just a beast on defense. He's such a pest. You know, We've had him chase around you know, Hunter Johnson at South Decatur and the Hoffman kid at South Dearborn and you know, the, just basically the best player, the, the player that we think is the most important player on the other team. Um, he's just going to be, you know, just up in him the whole game. Um, and and he, he did a really good job on uh, on Cole Werner. And, and he can guard anybody. He can guard bigger players, smaller players. Um, and I thought he did a really good job of controlling our zone offense there. At the top of the key, we were able to put Wyatt on the wing for most of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that makes it really tough on other team when Wyatt's on the wing and we reverse that ball quickly. 
and then he if he has gaps to drive, he's gonna gonna find them. And I thought we did a good job of penetrating the zone mm-hmm. and and not settling for so many threes. We ended up only taking twelve threes, which you know playing against a zone like that, it's, you know the the tendency is just keep backing up and shooting over it. You know, right. I, I've watched Indiana do that against Syracuse uh, yeah. forever. You know, right. so. Uh, it, you know, I was really happy that we we really focused on getting the ball in, and that started with with Justin. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, you get it in there to Matt or Caleb. They're either going to turn, you know, square up and attack, or we're going to kick it out. And, and Ryan was, you know, hit three was three for three from, and they were all big ones. You know, I don't I don't know if he hit the rim the other night. So, <laughs> uh, but he's a good shooter when he when he gets his feet, and even for you know for a smaller player, even when he has guys running at him, he's able to get it off pretty quick and. And uh, and those guys did did really well and and they, you know then Matt you know he I was I was pretty disappointed in him on uh, in in Devin on Wednesday that you know there there were times we were we were driving and, and to shoot and we're they're running to the other end I was like boys you're you where you can really impact the game is is getting a hand on the ball tipping it uh, and and crashing offensive glass and and, and helping Caleb out because you know he I, I he gets so many of them I think we just kind of <laughs> sit back and watch him sometimes so. I, those two played really hard and and, and uh, made some big blocks and and uh, defensive rotations and, and then really helped us on the on the board. So it, it was awesome to get uh, five guys on the all county team. I know that's not a a normal thing, and mm-hmm. I, that that was probably the thing I was most proud of that that they recognized and people in the stands recognized that we worked as, as such a unit to to take that to to win that game, and that's what it took. And you know, I, I preach, 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 and. And uh, I thought that was the best example of how we have done that and since I've been the coach. Well, uh, with those five again, uh, we, we were talking there about Ryan Wilson, Justin Sweeney, and Matt Dickman. We're now going to uh, get some audio from the postgame uh, on Saturday night uh, after uh, uh, Terrence and, and Rob had a chance to talk to you. Uh, two of your players came up. That would be Caleb Simon and Wyatt Day. Here's that audio from Saturday night. And coming to the mic now, joining us in the booth, is the tournament MVP senior at Jacksonville High School, Caleb Simon. And, and Caleb, you've played for the Eagles. You've played in this tournament many, many times in your high school career. In your final year, you get the crown for your squad, but you also get the MVP. What will you remember most about this tournament? I'll probably just remember this team. This team means everything to me. Um, Wyatt, me and him have been starting since freshman year. Me and him, we've waited what, so long. It's just been crazy. This is unbelievable. The ball remember the team. <laughs> when we watch you plays, Caleb, sometimes it seems like you're a magnet and the ball is made of steel. It just seems to end up in your hands when it comes off the rim. When you're going for a rebound, what goes through your mind when you see that ball go up? If we miss it, we need the ball. Absolutely. So we need points. That's how you win a game. So I just crash board as hard as I can every time. I go up above people. I try to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations again. Why don't you pass that off to your teammate there? there you go, yeah, Mr. let's bring Wyatt in here, too. And, and Wyatt, you had a great ball game tonight. Although the first half you weren't looking to score, you were really distributing the ball well. And the second half, you kind of came out and made up your mind. Yeah. I'm going to put some points on the board here. Talk about that effort tonight. I thought at the beginning of the half when we were on the fast break is when I think we moved most. 
on the fast break is when I think we moved most, and I was trying to get my other players involved, and it was working good, and they started coming back, and I seen, I was like, honestly, I'm going to have to score the ball a little bit to get this W, and that's what I had to try and do, and I also got players involved. I was like, it was just awesome. It was a team effort, and everybody played great. Well, you, like, had, some, you had some sweet passes out there Thank in the first you so half, much. but then uh, you really did a, a number offensively with the basketball in your hands in the second half. Thank you so much. Yeah, and Caleb rebounding helps a lot on the second chance and getting me the ball back and hitting him down low, getting him the ball. We, me and that kid work together great. We've been yes, working together since eighth grade. We've been waiting on this moment. We got This is our first net in four years, and we are really psyched for it tonight. There's a packed house. There's nothing better you can ask for. Well, Wyatt, to that point, the same question I asked Caleb. You just said it so eloquently yourself. You and, and Caleb have had the same journey, the same path, you know, all the way back since eighth grade. So, obviously, you've got more work that you want to do this year. But when you think about tonight, when you look back, when your high school career uh, is over, what will you remember most about this tourney? I'm going to remember all the times. I remember playing against the biggest guys in Batesville. And Batesville was always a powerhouse, which they're a great team. And Ripley, every team that we have played in this tournament since I was a freshman have been unstoppable. In this moment, I knew we were the team. Like, we come in, we were the upper dogs this time. I'm like, right. man, we really got to win this thing to show everybody that we ain't. We can win something, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's what we did tonight. And it was just awesome. Everybody played together. It was a great game. Well, Wyatt, we're going to let you go and celebrate with your teammates. Again, congratulations on the victory. Congratulations on finally making it to the mountaintop in this tournament. Congratulations, Wyatt. Good luck to you and Eagles the rest of the way, and especially in the postseason. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Enjoy. Congratulations. There you go. That was um, Wyatt Day and Caleb Caleb uh, Simon, uh, Caleb Simon, of course, the MVP of the tournament. Coach, you had a chance to hear those interviews. I know you didn't get a chance to hear them uh, during the uh, uh, on Saturday night because you were out at that point. Um, you had a couple of happy guys right there. Yeah, that's pretty special. I mean, that's what it's all about to to hear the excitement in their voice and um, you know to know that there's no two guys out there that deserve it more. You know, nobody's nobody has put up more shots and worked on their ball handling more and uh, shooting out in the barn, you know, moving the tractors to shoot, (laughs) um, coming in late with, you know, sneaking a key uh, to get in the gym. You know, I know Jack and and Wyatt have uh, put up a lot of shots and and Nick spends a lot of time with his boys and, and, you know, just to hear how excited they are and, you know, they just – they're just great kids, and they really deserve to, to, to get that moment. So. Well, again, congratulations to Caleb and Wyatt, uh, along with Ryan Wilson, Justin Swinney, and Matt Digman making uh, the all-tournament team and just a, a tremendous effort top to bottom by you guys on a Saturday night to get that uh, elusive Ripley County Tournament Championship. Yeah. What was what was today like at school? Well, unfortunately, I had to go back and teach math today. <laughs> <laughs> the, the seventh graders were a little wound up. I had... I had the uh, I had three of them come up to me during the game, asking about the referees and asking about uh, you know something happened in the stands. I'm like, kids, I love you to death, but I, I'm trying to do something down here. So uh, it was pretty fun, uh, you know. But it's you know back to back to work. I had some uh, science lab and and trying to teach some two step equations. So um, you know it, it was a lot of fun though. The, the kids really deserve it. You know, Caleb and Wyatt are. You know, they're going to go down as two of the all-time greats at Jacksonville. They're, um, you know, I hope this is just the first step, you know, to, to for all the goals that we have. And, you know, they're they're both approaching 1,000 points. Uh, Wyatt's just 18 away now. 
um, and, and Caleb's right behind. He's about 160 or so away. So um, to have those two kids, you know, th- you know, to know them, to meet them when they were in seventh grade as their substitute, and then coach them in eighth grade, and and it's just awesome. So. Uh, very excited for them and, and and all the seniors. Well, kind of kind of lost in in all of the hoopla on Saturday with uh, the varsity. Of course, uh, you know there's there's nothing bigger than that. But uh, it wasn't the only title the bas- the Jacksonville basketball program won Saturday. Yeah, I was <clears throat> I was really uh, impressed with the JV team. Uh, you know, uh, we won we won it last year and uh, came back and, and played Batesville over at South Ripley and. And uh, it was it was a, it's about as good of a JV game as you're going to have. It was back and forth. Um, Batesville had a five point lead with about a minute and a half, and and we were able to come back. And and I, I was really proud of our juniors, uh, you know, specifically you know Seth Drockelman and Gavin Growth and and Corbin White. <clears throat> you know, I really challenged them earlier in the week to like you guys got to step up. We have mm-hmm. we got a couple with a uh, really good group of sophomores that 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 played JV with them. And uh, I was like, you guys got to le- be the leaders out there. Uh, Batesville's a much bigger, more physical team than what the, uh, on the JV squad that we have, and and uh, you know they, they they really stepped up. You know, I, I I talked about it today at practice. You know, last year I had you know the, the the big contributors that won us the game the other night: Ryan Wilson, Justin Sweeney, Nate Hoffman. I asked those guys to play JV last year. They, they bear the virtually no minutes in the varsity, and you know if they don't accept those roles and 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 keep working and it, it, then we're not that good this year right. we're just not and and to their credit you know they they did it um it's not an easy thing to do all the time um you know i, I was in that spot when i was a junior and you know you think you, you're you're just as good as those older guys and and you know looking back i realized maybe i wasn't and and, and i kept battling at my senior year and by the end of the year i was you know back up there had had some now, good games wait a minute, coach. revisionist history yeah, means yeah. that it's supposed to get better <laughs> as you get older not the other way around no I, you're doing it backwards well you know maybe it's like uh, you know some of the things my dad <laughs> told me when i was little i didn't believe until now i'm a dad you know yeah. and, and and it was the same thing as a coach you know um, you know, and so I've asked, I asked them to do that. Those guys, to their credit, did it last year. And, you know, we don't win the game without Justin and Ryan. Um, so the, for those juniors to do that and, and lead the sophomores, and, and it was just a great game. You know, it, it ended up coming down to uh, 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 Landon Coleman got fouled on it with three seconds left, made the layup to tie it, mm-hmm. um, and then had to make a free throw with, you know, three seconds on the clock uh, to win the game. So um, I was really proud of them. Uh, big, big, big win. Um, and, and, you know, and then to cap it off, hopefully this is a sustainable, just a special day for our program and our school. All right. Well, Coach, I uh, greatly appreciate you stopping in tonight. Congratulations on the two uh, Ripley County Championships, the JV winning early, the uh, varsity taking home again that title for the first time since 2007. Uh, special day uh, for the Osgood community for sure. We wish you all the best throughout the rest of the season. In fact, we'll see you on Wednesday night. Good luck uh, with Jennings County. Oh, yeah, that, that's going to be a, quite the challenge. Yes. I didn't know you were going to be there. We'll so, be there. So, uh, yeah, b- big challenge. That'll tell us a lot, you know, kind of where we stack up uh, for some uh, big games down the road. So, um, really looking forward to it. That, w- that was a game we put added to the schedule. Is like, hey, w- let's see where we're at at this point in the season. So, um, you know, eventually I think we're going to play some home games again. We're still <laughs> two more away games this year. We've only played two so far. So next week starts a little run of home games. So uh, tough week ahead. I'm glad you're going to be there. That'll be fun. All right, Coach, all the best to you. Congrats again. Thank you. Clint Bowman, head coach of the Jacksonville Eagles. I'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRVI. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bun Cake. 
Ison's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava bun cake. You gotta try one of our personal sized chocolate bun cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville's best pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812 933 0333 or IsonsFamilyPizza.com. Your local Lennox dealer, Burton Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Burton Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. We have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRVI. Well, that was fun. Before I close out the show tonight, I'd like to thank Cecil Ison and the staff at Ison's Family Pizza for being such great hosts, as they always are. Our other wonderful sponsors, including Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Big thanks to John Howe for engineering the show back at the studio and the extra duties uh, handling the uh, files I left for him tonight. Thank you, John. Really do appreciate it. Uh, also, big thanks to the basketball coaches who joined me this evening, Eason boys David Disbro, South Ripley girls Matt McNew. Of course, that was uh, recorded uh, from Friday night. Gracie Gunter also with us for that. Uh, Batesville's Aaron Garrett uh, for the uh, Bulldog boys. And then uh, we just had on, of course, uh, Clint Bowman of uh, the Jacksonville boys and then recorded audio uh, from Caleb Simon and Wyatt Day. Good show tonight, and thanks to everybody involved. We get back to uh, basketball games tomorrow night. We have six games this week. Here are the first two. Tomorrow night at Lawrenceburg, uh, the Lady Tigers will be hosting the Jacksonville Lady Eagles. I really think that's going to be a, quite the game, so uh, be sure to catch that. And then on Wednesday night, the aforementioned Jacksonville boys will have quite the test as they head to North Vernon to take on Jennings County. Airtime both nights should be in the neighborhood of 710. That will do it for me. Bryce Kendrick sitting in for the Hall of Famer Coach Ron Raver and his Hall of Fame wife, Sally. I'll be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 o'clock to take you through your afternoon. Until then, Enjoy your evening. Thank you so much for listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Join us again next time for another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRBIRadio.com. From 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.